are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locks on Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locks on Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, it's part two of that conversation with Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. We are discussing, uh, we're starting off the pod by discussing the perfect fit for Mass and Bumgarner. According to Sully, and then I tell him who I think is the real pitcher that could be traded from the D-backs. Discuss some of the other players that could be moved on this Diamondbacks team because, guys, the MLB trade deadline is approaching and the lock on MLB YouTube channel We'll be streaming the Hot Stove Live, two hours of MLB trade analysis from our Locked On lineup of local experts. I might be even on the deadline. Subscribe to Locked On MLB on YouTube and tune in July 30th, beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, let's get into that conversation with Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully on his perfect team for Madison Bumgarner on this upcoming MLB trade deadline. I'll just throw one team at you. This is, I think, the only place that he could land that could possibly uh, absorb a contract like that would be the Mets. Mm. Because the Mets have their new ownership. The Mets have an ownership who wants to desperately prove they're not the previous ownership. And Baumgartner has such a reputation of being a guy who gets it done in October. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had multiple MVPs and is in a career ERA of 2.11 and 102 uh, innings pitched in October. You know, three complete games shutouts, including two wildcard game complete game shutouts. He's the mm-hmm. greatest wildcard pitcher of all time. And, uh, and, and to have the Mets, who are desperate to take over the city, desperate to win over the fan base, Desperate to say, hey, this is not the previous ownership that got fleeced by Bernie Madoff. We are going to you know, we will overpay for right now if it means having a long run in October and turning the turning the culture around for the Mets, especially as they're trying like hell to have you know physical human beings throw starts for them and not rush back Jacob deGrom. They don't care if Jacob deGrom wins the Cy Young Award or not this year. He's already won two. Mm-hmm. They want to just have him ready for October. And if you have uh, Hill, Taiwan Walker, Marcus Stroman, Jacob deGrom, you know, on their in their starting rotation, uh, and then you cross your fingers that that will be able to get past Milwaukee and maybe stop either L.A., San Francisco or San Diego to bring the World Series back to New York. I, I don't think it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but I think that's the only team that could would potentially absorb that money because whatever hit they take on the luxury tax 
would be worth it to turn the Mets into the team of New York, which they are on the verge of doing that with the Yankees making every one of their fans angry right now. And if the Mets go to the World Series and the Yankees are playing golf in October, that will go a long way to selling season tickets and getting attention and and turning around the culture there. And I I don't think it's going to happen, but that's my long shot. Hey, you know, what if this happens? Yeah, it it could be possible. And they still potentially have a Carrasco and a Syndergaard coming back. So the Mets are going to be like six rotation members deep. But I've talked on my pod about another D-backs pitcher that I think the Mets should go after. And that is Merrill Kelly and not Madison Baumgartner. I think Merrill Kelly is the best pitcher on this staff that could be traded. I think he would have the most value because he doesn't have a crazy contract. And in Merrill Kelly's last seven starts, he has a 2.62 ERA. This dude has been elite over his last seven starts. And the 2020 season he only pitched five games because he had to undergo surgery after five games but he was arguably the best pitcher on the D-backs last year like after five starts it was a real argument between Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly who is the better pitcher right now because Merrill Kelly was not putting anybody on the bases last year the dude was not virtually walking anybody last season so to start 2021 after coming back from surgery he did not look right those first 10 or so starts but Uh, or however many starts, first eight starts or whatever. But over his last seven starts, this man has been locked in. He has a 2.62 ERA. He's given up around two to three runs every game. He's going six or seven innings every game. And the biggest reason why I think Merrill Kelly is a strong trade chip is because he's the definition of an innings eater. Most people probably don't realize this, but if you look at innings pitch in the National League, it goes Zach Wheeler, Walker Bueller, Brandon Woodruff, and then Merrill Kelly, number four. Put him on any staff, and he probably leads that team an innings pitch so far this season so for a team like the Mets who have a lot of injuries if you don't want to rush somebody back it doesn't matter if Merrill Kelly's giving up two earned runs or six earned runs he's usually a guy that's going deep into the ball game I'll tell you the three places where he could land and it would be perfect for him you mentioned the Mets because you're right and that's a great point especially if you look at his last bunch of starts he's gone six seven innings in almost every one of his last bunch of starts the Mets desperately need an innings eater I mean, they need they, they they almost need that more than they need an ace. They need someone who say, look, we need someone to give us some some length. But the other two teams, I think Oakland could use someone like that because they have a good starting staff there. They probably could use a bullpen piece more than that, but they are going to be uh, in on a couple of relievers. But if they have another innings eater, that will take a little bit of the pressure off of the bullpen. But the team that could really use him to the point where he could be the difference between going to the World Series or not. I know that sounds weird that Merrill Kelly could be the difference between a pennant or not. But Tampa Bay, especially if they get Glasnow back, they have they're relying on their wild, deep bullpen and openers and all that in order to make that work they need to have at least two members of the rotation go deep so they're not using five pitch five or six pitchers a game every day so that was the thing that when they lost Glasnow and they went on a big losing streak I think it was because that game of Jenga they lost their innings eater and that'll that put too much pressure on everything else it's like things don't happen in a vacuum if you have a guy say hey look at Every five days, this guy's going to give us six or seven innings. And that allows them to do the opener and allow them to do everything else that they do along the way. Yeah, I think that's a great point. 
uh, that Merrill Kelly could be a really unheralded, like a under the radar move because he'll be a good pitcher, no doubt, but the way he will affect the staff around him. You, know, you don't blow out the bullpen arms. You allow this other, you, you take some pressure off of the pitchers here. You take some pressure off of the bats. It will help a team like Oakland or like Tampa Bay who kind of rely on mixing and matching a lot more than other teams. Or as I said, the Mets who have just been devastated by injuries and, and need to have that strength in their rotation. That's a great point. This is why I have on Miller Shane Thomas, because I'm just yapping about Madison Bumgarner because I'm just some dope. And this guy, he, what he does, let me tell you what Miller Thomas does. He pops the hood. He looks under the hood and says, okay, what kind of tinkering needs to be going on here to fix the engine that is known as the Arizona Diamondbacks? And let me tell you something. If you need to pop your hood and look at your engine, you should go to Rock Auto. You know, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. And you want, when you go there, you get all these intimidating questions. Is it this? Is it that? You don't know the answer. That's why I'm here. You know this. I don't. And what does that person do? Who's all smug. Like, oh, I know everything. Like, he's like Alex Trebek, may he rest in peace, acting smug as if he knows the answers. He goes to the back. He just clicks on his computer. You can do that. You have computers. I know you do because you're listening to this podcast right now. You can go to rockauto.com. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a dealership? Come on! Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Yes, including me. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts need. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need are at rockauto.com. If you want to bet on these guys and what teams you think they're going to go to, just go to betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Miller Shane Thomas. I think I've scared him in my last ad read. But here's bit. what I want to ask you. You've, you've, you've given us a lot of great points. I think we've all learned. We've all grown in this Thank podcast. You. Okay? You've taught us. You've made us better people. Wow. Now, here's a question I'm going to ask you. 
I've thrown some hypotheticals at you, mm -hmm. okay? Including Eduardo Escobar, you throw in a little bit of, uh, you threw in a dash of Merrill, Ke Merrill Kelly mm -hmm. and a, I mean, even bring up as Drupal Cabrera. Not yet. That was my next guy. Yeah. Cabrera. I mean, like, you're not going to get Fernando Tatis Jr. for <laughs> as Drupal Cabrera, but like a lot of these guys, sometimes if you just get minor leaguers back, that may be the sort of thing that you add depth and that actually may allow you to deal other players later or develop other players later. Sometimes you can promote a player and put this in. It all fits together. Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm going to throw your way. Give me your predictions of what the Diamondbacks are going to do between now, we're recording this, it's right now 12.02 in the p.m. Pacific Daylight Time on the 26th day of July 2021, and the trade deadline, which is in five days. What are the D-backs going to do? You have the conch. Okay. Well, my prediction is that the D-backs are going to be busy at the deadline. I think they're going to be making moves. I mean, I expect it to be a fire sale, but the biggest question mark is who's going to be making the deals? Because right now, the GM of the D-backs, Mike Hazen, is away from the team because, unfortunately, his wife is battling a brain tumor. So mm. we send our wishes to that family. So right now, it's the assistant GM making these deals. So I don't think he's going to make any huge deals, like you said before. I don't think we're going to see a Ketel Marte being moved. I think it might be... Uh, uh, Escobar is definitely the biggest name on the D-backs that could be moved. But if he doesn't be moved, I wouldn't be totally surprised just because of how weird the GM situation is right now. But I think Escobar is going to be moved ultimately. I do think a guy like Merrill Kelly is going to have a lot of interest. And I think it's going to be hard for the D-backs no, to keep him on the roster. But definitely the the, the smaller name guys like a Drupal Cabrera, I definitely think those guys are getting moved because the D-backs have already started to make moves of that kind of caliber and tier. They traded to Tim LaCastro to the Yankees right before he tore his ACL. Uh, shout out to you, Tim LaCastro. Hopefully you get better soon. Uh, they traded uh, one other, Steven Votu, their backup catcher. They traded him like two and a half weeks ago. So guys like that, Adrubal Cabrera is kind of on that level too. He's, he's a little bit better than those guys. So a team like the Mets have already been linked to Cabrera who already know Cabrera. I think the Nationals might've been linked to Cabrera too. Uh, I might be mistaken on that. So I think a team that had uh, Cabrera already played for is going to be coming after him uh, a guy like Nick Ahmed I don't really think is going to be moved but even a fan favorite like David Peralta could be on the chopping block as well there has been some rumors about him I don't see a Josh Reddick getting moved because he was a dude that was picked up off the streets in the middle of the season I, I don't think they've really rehabbed him and his value much so uh, Escobar I think is going to get moved Amaro Kelly and the David Peralta I would say as a maybe and I think a, uh, a Drupal Cabrera is definitely getting moved at the deadline too so I expect the D-backs to be heavy sellers, a fire sale. This team isn't going anywhere. So guys like Escobar, who are going to be free agents at the end of the year, who actually have all-star talent, they have to be moved off this team because the D-backs need as much young talent and prospects as they can get. I think that, I think you're right on a lot of points here. I think Escobar is probably going to be traded to Chicago, to the White Sox. I think David Peralta is going to wind up, this is my weird prediction, I think he's going to wind up on the Yankees mm. because the Yankees need a left-handed bat desperately and they their, their outfield is a mess. And I think he's not going to be an expensive piece. And I, I just think that, that that's, a, you know, they've, I just think it's going to be an inexpensive move for the Yankees and the Diamondbacks. Uh, I think Merrill Kelly is going to be traded. 
I, I predict he's going to be traded to Oakland. I think he's a perfect fit for what the Oakland A's have in their rotation. They don't need him to be their ace. They already have Bassett. They already have Montas. They already have uh, they, they, who's the other guy? Uh, they have Monta uh, Manaya. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he would essentially be their number four starter uh, and be a pretty dang good one. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the, you know, like if, if they bundled together a bunch of veterans to a team like a Joaquin Soria, mm-hmm. like an Asdrubal Cabrera, you know, like maybe Peralta, like say here, here's three pieces, like a, a reliever and two bench pieces so they could get and, and want like one prospect back. Like, you know, we'll take fewer back a better prospect for you. We'll give you instant depth off the bench, the bullpen for your pennant run for this decent double a player. I mean, you know, I wouldn't, I've seen teams bundle, you know, here, you need a reliever and a couple of bench players. You've got it. Just give us that guy. And I know two guys you're about to release in, in single A, so it doesn't look like we're it's a three-for-one deal. Um, I, I wouldn't surprise me if they bundled something like that. I think Joaquin Soria is going to be traded with one second left to go in the trade deadline because there's going to be a bunch of teams that are desperate to have any bullpen help and they're going to be scrambling and it was Soria, Soria, Soria. And they get a filet of fish and a DVD copy of Aquaman and uh, they call it a day. Yeah. And Soria is kind of being wasted on the D backs because they have the lowest save opportunity in baseball. Like they're just never in position to win games. So yeah. a closer like Soria just makes no point on this team. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and you're asking, a, a veteran like Soria, one of the keys is you're saying these players could wake up as they're sort of playing in this dormant team. Like, all right, I could, you know, you're asking them to give you two good months, you know, here, be re-energized and pitch well for two months. And all of a sudden the team has a decent veteran reliever in their bullpen. And I think every team needs a reliever. So uh, including the Diamondbacks, but they need a lot more than a oh, reliever yeah. at this point. If you're the uh, D-backs, you just got to acquire as much talent as you can. One, one reason, uh, you know, my biggest one of my biggest issues with baseball is just the whole idea with trades because you're trading away starters and high-level players for random prospects. Like, I, I just don't know how any of these deals are going to work out. I mean, even when the D-backs traded Zach Greinke, they got back three, the top five picks or uh, prospects in the Astros organization. And, Hasn't really worked out. Haven't really seen, uh, you know, a ton of flashes from those guys on the major league level. So just trading for prospects in general is always just throwing darts at the dartboard. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes you get an elite level player back. But most of the time, I think this is just a game of craps you're playing. Well, look, we're all just waiting for Jordan Lawler to come up and become the new star of the Diamonds. Well, hey. Miller Thomas, this has been fun. Tell us where people can find you and your podcast. Yeah, on the newly verified Twitter, you can follow me. Oh, oh. God, you, you got your check mark before me, and I'm still angry about that. Yeah, I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how you're not blew it up yet, but at Creator Thomas 24 to find my personal account, just look up Lockdown Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram. I'm sure you can find the show handle, and go check us out, as you know, on this podcast network, Monday through Friday, baby. All right. And for everyone else, you can follow us at Locked On MLB on Twitter. So I just stumbled the end part there. Uh, everyone else, you can go check us out on the free and easy to use Odyssey app. Follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter. Same handle on Instagram. 
And I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Doing what every baseball fan does in late July, and that is talking Diamondbacks with Millard Shane Thomas. This has been Locked On MLB for the 27th day of July, 2021. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. We'll definitely be discussing the first game of the Rangers series, depending on what time it is. Maybe discuss both games. Probably discuss which D-backs I think will get traded and where to. And if we have enough time, might even discuss the current news we've already seen circulating around baseball. The current trades like Adam Frazier to the Padres. Give my thoughts on those kind of deals. But tune in tomorrow to find out. And remember, the NBA draft go Chad Ford, Locked On NBA draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be